Welcome to the Meta Church Podcast. My name's Clayton. I'm the pastor here at Meta Church. And my hope is that today's podcast finds you at the perfect time in your life that God uses it to inspire and enlighten you. I hope that you enjoy today's message. Happy 4th of July weekend. How's everybody doing? Yeah. Awesome. I'm so glad that you joined us. Uh, I have a, a short word for us, something I, I was really thinking a lot about. Uh, the 4th of July is an interesting holiday. This is when we celebrate the founding of America. And that moment started when we put out our Declaration of Independence. And when we say the Declaration of Independence, we think of like a document. But it was also literally a declaration of independence. I was just up in New York and I was looking at some of the, the graves from the Revolutionary War that were from 1774 and 1775. And what's so crazy is that these soldiers who were fighting for American independence were on our soil here, but they died as English citizens. It wasn't until July 4th, 1776. And this is just kind of how my brain works. And so you can like maybe feel bad for me or recommend someone for me. But I got so stuck on the fact that we belong to another country and then we just declared that we no longer were a part of them. And it reminded me of a scene from one of my favorite TV shows, The Office, when Michael Scott gets himself into some financial trouble and decides that he needs to declare bankruptcy. He takes it a, a little bit too literally. I think we have the clip. I declare bankruptcy! Hey, I just wanted you to know that you can't just say the word bankruptcy and expect anything to happen. I didn't say it, I declared it. Still. I feel like England planted our colonies and then they like showed up and we didn't want to be a part and they were like, yo, you can't just say that you're not a part of England and America was like, we didn't say it. We declared it, you know, like that American spirit starting starting really early. And, you know, the founding fathers, they were no longer content with this rule under a monarch and a lot of things that went with it. But it's very, it's very interesting because there were still seven years left in the Revolutionary War. In a real sense, we earned our independence in 1783, but we declared it on July 4th, 1776, and we celebrate the founding on that day of declaration. Now, this document is one of the founding documents of modern society, and if you read it really carefully, it really is a, a pretty peculiar document when you look at it in the scope of history, and there was this one fundamental principle that stood out above all others that was the reason that we had to try this American experiment, and you know, people say America started as a Christian nation, and that's actually not accurate. America started because they were under religious tyranny and wanted a place where all people could express their religion, but it is absolutely true to say that America was founded by people who were guided by Christian principles. And that shows up the most by this idea at the core of America, that all men are created equal. You guys maybe remember this from grade school. This is how the Declaration of Independence starts. It says, we hold these truths to be self 
self-evident. Hold on to that thought. Self-evident. That all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Christian thought was all over this, endowed by their creator. That's a big thought because rights always came from the dictator or from the monarch or from the government. You got rights by use of power, and the founder said, no, no, no. There are rights that actually come from the creator God himself, and because of that, it is self-evident that all men are created equal. Now, what I learned that's very interesting is that this line actually had even more significant religious overtones when it was first written. When Thomas Jefferson first drafted the Declaration of Independence, he actually said, we hold these truths not to be self-evident, but to be sacred and undeniable. Sacred truths, not self-evident truths. Now, Thomas Jefferson was a younger guy, and Benjamin Franklin was the elder statesman of the Founding Fathers, and so he said, Ben, would you have a look at this and give me any edits? And we actually have an image from that draft, and you can see that Benjamin Franklin, who was not a theist, he didn't believe in an actual God, he scratched out sacred and deniable, and instead said, we hold these truths to be self-evident. As we approach Independence Day tomorrow, the day that we celebrate that a, a country started because of a belief that all men are created equal, you need to understand. Benjamin Franklin was not correct. In the scope of history, it is not self-evident that all men are created equal. When you actually look at human history prior to the founding and, and the, the massive impact that the Declaration and these ideas had worldwide, what you see is that everywhere you went, people were divided along race, class, and gender in all places forever in human history. What was actually self-evident to like all the humans that lived before the modern world is that people are not created equal. You see this even in England where we were departing from. There was a class system and there was no upward mobility. In the eastern countries, there were caste systems. It was the same thing. Slavery and indentured servitude. That was just the status quo of the day. That's how life worked and operated. Your tribe was superior to their tribe. Your ethnicity was superior to their ethnicity. Your gender was superior to the other gender. That's how life worked literally forever. And then this new idea was born. And people flocked to a place where they could be seen as equal, not because of the money they had, not because the gender they were born, not because of their place of nationality, not because of the wealth or the power or status of their family lineage. They flocked to a place where they could be seen as equal because they are equal in the eyes of God. When we were in New York a couple of weeks ago, we went out to Ellis Island. And on Ellis Island, there is this massive room. Millions and millions of immigrants came through there with a dream to come to America. And there's this one spot in the big room where you can actually look through the windows and see through the windows the Statue of Liberty, welcoming all who might come, all people on equal footing. It doesn't mean that it's fair. You guys know this. We're not going to... We're not gonna pretend like we don't have a history. It took way, way too long to cash that check and actually apply it even in our own country. But that idea was at the core and it was new. And this brand new idea came from Jesus. 
and the whole scope of human history where everyone is divided by race and class and gender. Jesus comes and he gives his life. Look at what his apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5. He says, for the love of Christ compels us since we have reached this conclusion that one died for all. You know how religions worked? You had your religion, you had your religion, you had your religion. You had some kind of Messiah figure in your religion, and guess who he sacrificed for? Guess who your God looked after? Just you, your tribe, your nation, your people. Jesus came. This is the bedrock of the principle of the equality of man, is that Jesus, God, lived a perfect life in human form and hung on a cross equally for all people in all places. The Creator God created us with equality. Jesus proved that on the cross. If you think about it in that context, listen to the words that Paul wrote to the Galatians. Y'all have heard this a lot. It's, it's one of my favorite verses lately. There is no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one. You are all equal in Christ Jesus. I think the Declaration is a great document. It's, it's confounding how well it was put together. And yet, they got something wrong. The equality of man is sacred. It's not self-evident. And the further a culture moves away from Jesus, the more you will see a culture begin to break down again along the lines of race and class and gender. It is Jesus as the foundation that brings true equality. It's sacred because our sacred God gave it to us. Jesus leveled the playing field. You need to know that a church is a place for all people. We know you've got a history. I've got one too. We know you have skeletons in the closet. We do too. You mess up. We do too. You're stuck in patterns. We get stuck too. But God is an equal opportunity God. He meets you exactly where you are. He does not wait for you to clean up to come to him. He came down for you. He proved that he sees you as equal, that you have worth and dignity and value in the eyes of God because Jesus died for each and every one of us just the same. If you go to the Jefferson Memorial in Washington, D.C., on the northeast portico, it says this, God, who gave us life, gave us liberty. Can the liberties of a nation be secure when we have removed a conviction that these liberties are the gift of God. Our country is post-Christian. It's post-Jesus. It's post-theism. It's post-God. It's going beyond it, thinking that they will progress to greater than God. And in fact, they are removing the foundation that we need. We can't solve that whole problem, but we can decide to be a people who sees God as the cornerstone of our life and who chooses to live like Jesus and see all other people. Yes, Jesus said, even your enemies as equal in their worth, and their dignity, and their value. And Metachurch, if we can hold on to that truth, then that truth can change our lives, it can change our families, it can change our city, and we can play our part in helping to change the world. Would you pray with me? Father, we love you. We thank you. We thank you that you sent your son Jesus, that you are not a distant God who throws out big promises and stays at a distance, arms length away, you're a God who is imminent, who came right down to us. You're a God who sees all as equal, and I pray that as children of God, we would do the same. We thank you that you have made the world new. You've made society new. You have renewed our understanding of humanity to the point where we do think 
it is a self-evident truth that all are equal. That's you. You give us hope. You take our fears. You make our lives new, our anxiousness new, our families new, our habits new. You set us free. You reframe our world. And we're here to thank you. We're here to worship you for making all things new. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to the message today. If this was helpful to you and you want to help us get the word out, you can subscribe to this podcast. You can rate and review or share it with your friends. If you want to get connected further with what MetaChurch is doing, you can go online to metachurch.tv. There you can learn how to take next steps. You can learn where our different venues are at if you ever wanted to visit. And you can also give financially to help push this movement forward. Man, I love you guys, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.